I'm, I'm like a, this terrible person that's now come in recording you <laughs> and taking a photo. Um, so thank you for talking to me today. My pleasure. How long have you been at Tipico now? Uh, more or less nine months. Nine months? Eight months and a half. Yeah. Oh, so you're just an old hand. Like You've been here for ages. <laughs> not, that, not that long. No. So you think it's, it's gone quite quickly? Yeah, the time is going a bit too quick, honestly. Yeah. And you came out back to Australia specifically to work with Andrea, is that uh, typical? Or? Yes, more or less, yes, because I was working for another company and after six years and a half I chose to change. I've been back in Italy for holiday and after Andrea called me back that it was opening, so I jumped on board. Yeah, great. Um, so you're from, is it Verona? Is it? Uh, it's Milano. Milano, okay. Yeah. And what, um, what kinds of foods did you grow up eating then? Uh, honestly I grew up to eating like uh, meat, uh, many small goods and really rich flavors because my grandma is, grandmother is from uh, Valtellina so oh, okay. pretty much from the mountain but so I pretty much grew up with polenta, braised stuff, uh, meat, uh, a lot of red meat and pork as well. Okay yeah. Did you think Often it's because um, chefs have really great like grandmothers or mothers who are really good cooks or terrible cooks and then they want to become chefs. But did you always know that you were going to be a chef? No, honestly, not really. But after I started actually helping my grandmother to make some fresh pasta and after start cooking it and spending time with her, because I didn't spend a lot, of mother, a lot of time with my mother, but I spent most of the time with my grandma. Because my family, my mother and my father were always working. Yeah. So my grandma, when she was cooking, she was always giving me something to taste and make me really interesting. So that's why I get in that way. And I choose to do a, I call it, a hospitality school in Italy. And so I get the diploma and after I start traveling before around Italy and after I came in Australia. Oh, okay, so how long have you been a chef? since I finished the school in 2006 okay. so it's pretty much 13 years yeah wow okay. at the same time before when I was still at school I used to work a weekend and holidays time yeah and um what is it about hospitality or being a chef that appeals to you because it's, it's a hard job but you've stayed in it so <laughs> it must be something good <laughs> uh, I guess first thing you need to have passion otherwise nobody can make this kind of job yeah. in the hospitality at the same time I like I go how you say I got too much satisfaction to satisfy the other people mm-hmm. I don't know if it makes sense just explain Cook, it a little bit more uh, I like cooking and make the people happy oh. with my kind of cuisine and what I cook yeah it's the ultimate isn't it because I did a um, I'm I like cooking, but obviously I'm not a chef. But um, and I did a PhD. Well, I did a, a doctorate, a PhD in medieval French literature, and it took a long time. And I just remember thinking, no one even cares about this. <laughs> so you can you, know, you can put all this effort into writing this thing that hardly anyone's going to read. But I, while I was doing it, I was cooking for my family and friends, and they were just so happy. And I was thinking, oh. So much better. <laughs> yeah, you make them happy, and so give you more energy and more, I say, more uh, power to keep going to do for 
many other people. Yeah. That's what made me, make me become a chef. Yeah, it's nice. So when you were learning to be a chef, um, the training in Italy, you know, because a lot of the chefs here talk about classic French training, but you would be doing Italian food, or do you still do the same techniques? How does that work in Italy? Yeah, it's pretty much the same technique. It's pretty much the same way. Well, actually, before I was looking, honestly, only about Italian food. I was not looking about French or Asian food or anything at all. Mm. Since I came in Australia, I honestly started opening my mind, even because for the company that I used to work on, Asian restaurants, so I started cooking even Asian food. And so wow. I, I actually now, I, it's hard to say from, from an Italian, but I would prefer Asian food than Italian. Wow. That's a big change, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's a really good taste and a good, good flavor. What would your grandmother say? Would she be? <laughs> would she uh, be sad? <laughs> that's a good question. I don't, I don't want to know the answer, <laughs> honestly. Yeah. Um, probably she would be a, a bit upset. <laughs> oh, well, it's a brave new world. But when so when you said you were travelling around Italy, I know that in a country like Italy the style of food changes very much from region to region and even from town to town Is yes that, did you were there things you learned even within your own country when you were working in different places yeah uh, yes honestly because when I was at school and my grandmother would start teaching me I was looking after pretty much like a small goods part meat part and heavy rich flavors mm. when I start traveling around Italy I've been even in the south and my first uh, head chefs uh, started teaching me to cook and handle the seafood and many agro uh, agrooms like lemon, limes, uh, oranges, and match up seafood with the uh, fruit as well. Wow. So it's pretty much light and more yeah. fresh uh, okay. kind of cuisine. Yeah, yeah, it's sort of interesting too. I think I think it's changing now, but I think for people on this side of the world have an idea that all Italian food's the same. I mean, it's always the same, isn't it? We probably think yeah, all Asian food's the, the same or whatever, but yeah. You think it's the same, but it's completely different. Yeah, absolutely. Because in Italy we got pretty much any kind of food you would like, from seafood to meat, uh, poultry, I don't know, veggie, food, mm. everything. And um, and a, tra- a traditional or a typical Italian meal has a lot of different courses as, as well but we don't tend to eat the same way here in Australia even when we're eating Italian food so would it be better like if we were to be really experiencing your food yeah. should we be following through like a first course second, like a pasta and then a main or is it it's a lot isn't it yeah it's <laughs> it's a lot but it's entirely the difference between like in Italy we don't have like a rich heavy rich breakfast like a people have here in no. Australia. In Italy pretty much it's just coffee croissant and pretty much that's it. Yeah, like in France, yeah. And after they sit here and they kind of long lunch, mm-hmm. maybe with a, or just a pasta or just a main. And it's pretty bad, but we eat a lot in the dinner. Mm. So. So what would you, if you idea, if you really wanted someone to experience like the ultimate mm. Italian meal, what would, what would that be? Yeah, pretty much a full meal with appetizer, pasta, and main. The dessert, I can avoid. <laughs> wow, yeah. Sometimes small portioning, because usually people thinking about the, they get a plate of pasta, is 200 gram pasta, plus the sauce is going to be like a 300, 250 gram of 
one dish yeah but usually it's supposed to be like 70 80 gram maximum pasta and after you can get a main yeah people just thinking i'm gonna eat one pasta fill me up and that's it yeah so the idea is you have a little bit of pasta and just a little bit and yeah, have a full main do you have a favorite kind of pasta mm. i honestly like sp- i love spaghetti they're pretty tiny tiny easy to eat yeah and even old people and kids can have it. just break right. it up with your hands yeah so like so just not with ma- not with any sauce on it just what would you have on it just uh, with the sauce uh, i would say beef ragu but it's a um, bit too much common so i would prefer spaghetti with lobster i love lobster. it lobster wow do you do that here no we oh. got spanish rabia <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. We can do a special with lobster. <laughs> we had for Valentine a uh, Morenton Bucks and Limoncello pasta. Okay. And we sell it really well. Yeah, okay. And you eat it with your fingers, spaghetti. Yeah. Can you, because I can't wear white when I'm eating spaghetti, and I imagine if I was eating with my fingers, it would be even more messy. Are Italians really tidy at eating? Do you make a mess, or is it just really tidy? Are you really good at eating spaghetti? Do, do, you, do Italians make a mess as well, or is it? Just no, we make a mess. That's why we, when we sit in a, like a buffata or a lot to eat, we pretty much don't care if we can make mess or just get dirty. So yeah. just having fun. Yeah, it's a sign of sign of enjoyment. Yeah, a good dinner party. Because if you honestly, if you go to a fine dining restaurant, you you're gonna just be careful how you eat and what you eat you cannot make mess so it's a enjo- different kind of enjoy yeah. maybe you enjoy the food but yeah i don't really enjoy the kind of uh, honestly the i would say the experience we prefer something maybe with more friends and having more fun yeah that's right it's a good experience fine dining but i prefer be more rude be more i would say rustic yeah that's right and so um have you you've been a head chef before here uh, halfway. Yeah. Okay. I was a sous chef, but I was running a place. So. Yeah, because it's quite a big step, isn't it? From even from sous chef to being head chef, there's a lot of different things to think about. Uh, yes, very much. Yes, honestly, yeah. it's becoming a bit tougher dealing with the supplier, dealing <laughs> with the owners. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. Absolutely. So you kind of. And you're the middleman because you're you've got your own staff, your kitchen staff to train up. Yeah, you're gonna train them. Well. You need to trust them, and pretty much, if you're looking with someone already that know how to work in the kitchen, you need to bring maybe in the way you want. It's not that really easy. No, I know, and I've heard a lot of chefs around Melbourne say um, it's hard to get um, good staff and keep them. Um, and it's expensive to train staff because you've got to take time with them. So, yeah, there's a lot of it's, it's a lot of consideration. Yeah, it's not easy find someone honestly professional to do this. Yeah. Especially, I'm sad to say, but many Italians come over. They're coming over right now in Australia. Say I'm Italian, I'm a chef, but they're not. They're not. Oh. Maybe they don't even know how to cook anything, or they're just cooking some pasta at home and they. They say I'm Italian, just come up as a chef and that's it. Yeah, right. That's disappointing. Uh, a little bit, yes. Yeah. But at the yeah. same time, if you get him in anyway, you, you have a look and after you can pretty much understand yeah. if it's 
professional or not really professional. Yeah. Yeah. So when you came into Tipico and you had to, did you start your own menu straight away or did you have to go with the menu that was there for a while or? Oh, they had uh, uh, a chef before that to start the menu and now it's still in progress to change, swapping over a few dishes. Honestly, a few dishes that we got still from the beginning, they are pretty good and just maybe change a bit of way how to cook and how to make. Mm. But at the same time, they are really good sellers, so we cannot change. No, yeah. So maybe slowly, slowly bring it up a new dishes. Maybe they're going to sell more and after we can work it out. Yeah. And where do you get your ideas when you're coming up with the menu? Just because I know chefs have a long repertoire from all the things you've cooked and seen and yeah. eaten and whatever. You just, is it easy for you just to come up with ideas for menus? Uh, sometimes it happens that even going to the market, I see one product and just thinking what uh, I can do or how I can match that product. Otherwise, having a look even on the internet to just get ideas or, or honestly even at different places as well. And going yeah. there, you grab idea, you can just modify a new way and yeah. make a dish. What do you think about fusion? Would you do Italian-Asian fusion? Oh, uh, actually, yes. Oh. <laughs> we got uh, we got a special night Thursday night. Oh, have you? We oh, talked awesome. Italian, uh, Italian, <laughs> Japanese. About that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so how and how do you do that? Like, how do you what? what where do you start with that? Uh, it's not that easy, but yeah. honestly, it's different kind of taste in the Asian. Mm. But when you because in the other company that I used to work, they own Asian restaurants, so. I start actually tasting and get all the flavors, mm-hmm. so I pretty much understand the saltiness, sweetness, uh, savory, pretty much all the tasting. Mm. So you can match it up somehow with the Italian one. For so. <laughs> it's not easy to explain, honestly. It's just but magic. <laughs> no, it's not magic. Maybe, for example, we got for the menu Thursday night we got Spanish crab and roast uh, tortellini. So they are tending on the sweet part. So I'm gonna serve with a, like a savory and salty stock made with a bit of bonito, kelp and soy. Ah, so okay. you, you match it up a bit of sweetness with the saltiness. So you do opposite way, use something sweet from Asia like, uh, I don't know, mirin or, or, or even sweet soy sauce, they we say, and you match it up with something salty from Italian. It's, uh, you're gonna find a good balance, honestly. Yeah, it's good. Okay, it's great. Or even just a caprese that we're gonna have Thursday. Instead, on the menu we got a burrata with some balsamic reduction. So we're gonna work it out a buffalo that is a bit more uh, sweet. So we we're gonna serve with uh, some chili and uh, chili oil and uh, soy sauce. Yeah, good idea. Nice. I had, um, you weren't cooking when I was here, but I, when I did come and I had, a, I think I had a burrata with tomato and I like it, it all goes all creamy in the bottom of the bowl. Yeah. Um, and I guess there's some there's similarities in that, um, could, could you do something with like some of the rice and you do risotto and I mean there's things, similarities, <laughs> sticky rice, <laughs> not really, no. See, I'm not a chef, I don't know. No, you can creating things. <laughs> no, you can measure up. For like an Asian risotto. Oh, I'd be like, no, that'd be like fried rice, wouldn't it? 
Yeah, you can make a risotto. <laughs> like, we're gonna have even kimchi arancini. Kimchi and scamorza arancini. Aranc- arancino is pretty much Italian, but kimchi is Asian. Yeah. And the scamorza is a smoked buffalo you're gonna put in the middle. It's a different kind of good. arancino. Good, okay. I was on the right track. <laughs> it's a good match. Yeah, okay, interesting. You um, can do even Asian mushroom, risotto. Or yeah. You can match it up. You're gonna oh, try and yeah. have a taste and see how it goes. Do you feel like you always need to be challenged? Do you need like do you need to be have something that keeps you interested all the time, or are you happy doing the mm. same? Or what's your? Um, that sounds quite challenging. The Asian fusion. Yes, is. I guess. Uh, it's good having a kind of routine, but some, sometimes maybe once a month get a new challenge that's gonna help you out to bring you outside more and do different things. Mm. I think it's gonna help a lot. Yeah. Otherwise, when the life is getting a bit too much routine, it's gonna, it's not nice to say, but it start to be a bit boring. Yeah. I know the customer always different, but sometimes the food you do is pretty much always the same. And so, yeah to work it out something new something different right. to make even the customer happy and make you more interesting and keep going challenging yourself yeah and and when you have um days off or time away from the kitchen here do you cook do you cook at home uh, no no it's good so you, you go out or I'm you, going out yeah. or sometimes i even uber <laughs> no you can't say that <laughs> Yeah, some, the... <laughs> sometimes happen, but otherwise I just go. Pretty out. easy, yeah. No, I agree. I I too. Because cooking seven days, eh, five days a week, lunch and dinner, the day you are at home. Yeah. If you got uh, friends coming over, you cook. Otherwise, yeah. you just relax and yeah. honestly get lazy sometimes. What would happen if your friends were coming over and you ordered Uber? What would, would like would their faces be like? <gasps> no, <Yeah>. never. <laughs> no. no. If I got yeah. friends coming over. It's, I, I have to cook something. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Otherwise, sometimes I just go into that place and so. They yeah, cook. yeah. Do you um, when you're eating other people's other chefs' food, are you able to just enjoy it, or are you are you are you critiquing it, or do you? That's all. <laughs> <laughs> I always critic and yeah. have a look at the, their dish. I always, honestly, a bit pinching. That's why when I'm going out for dinner or for lunch or breakfast or whatever, and going with colleagues or someone that actually is a work in the same hospi- environment and like hospitality. Because if I'm going with someone outside the hospitality, it's, it's good, but sometimes when you start pinching, maybe too much salty, uh, the food is too much salty, or I would do a different way, they maybe not really enjoy too much. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But that's the nature of it, isn't it? I mean, you're yeah. working with it every day and you've got your standards for yourself, so of course you're going to be thinking about it. Yeah, maybe that. I'm going out with a friend that do mechanic, is looking the cars, it's normal that I'm looking the food. But yeah. if you're going out having a meal with him, for example, maybe he's, he's not going to enjoy as much as you do. No. Maybe he's going to actually complain to me why you can go complaining, eating, and that's it. But happened a few times. <laughs> <laughs> So if someone's coming to Tipico for dinner, what would you what would you recommend? What's your depends, I suppose, on what they want. But mm. what would be your what's do you have a dish you're really proud of, or that you think that everyone should try? Mm. 
It's a good question. I got a few dishes which are pretty good. It's good. It's good. I'm sure they're all uh, good. As the pasta, I recommend the spanner crab from Tagliolini. Otherwise, if you want to get something a bit richer, even the cotoletta that we serve with pickled veggies, or something maybe a bit more lighter and healthy, the spatchcock. So okay. It's still a 450 gram portion of spatchcock, but it's pretty healthy. Yeah. So if you want a carbs on the pasta, if you want something rich, the cotoletta, otherwise something a bit more healthy and light, the spatchcock. Perfect. Thank you. Thank you. I'm going to take your photo.